In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Today the Gospel reading commemorates or brings back from memory another intervention by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the life of His people. This event happens right after he goes up on the mountain and he's being transfigured and reveals himself to three of his closest disciples. And then as they descend from the mountain, as soon as they get into the city, as soon as they get close to the people, Christ is again encountered by a crowd, again looking for a miracle, looking for healing, looking for hope. And... There's his father, he had a son who was an epileptic. And because of the demon, this son of his was thrown into the fire, thrown into the water, suffering terribly. And of course, his whole family was suffering with him. And what he mentions to Christ is something surprising to us when we read the gospel because he says, well, I brought my son to your disciples, but they were not able to cure him. They couldn't do it. And Christ expresses his frustration with the lack of faith on, on the part of the father and also with the little faith on the part of the disciples. There's a difference there between the father and the disciples. The father did not have faith at all, the disciples had little faith. So now the disciples are frustrated, and I am sure that many of us feel the same at times in life when we think that by just having faith in Christ, things will just happen magically. If I need something and I pray, I know God will give it to me because I have faith in Him. And what Christ tells His disciples the lesson he gives them is very important for us today, and we need to pay attention to the details. First of all, he tells them you have little faith. By thinking that only mentioning my name, things will happen for you. And there are many people out in the world thinking that just by uttering the word, the name of Christ, things will just happen magically. But prayer doesn't happen magically. See, God is not like a, one of those gumball machines that you just put the coin and there comes a bubble gum. It doesn't work like that. God doesn't owe us anything. We owe Him everything. Our life, our existence, everything in this world is given to us by God. But God loves us and that's what matters. Although He doesn't owe us anything, He loves us just like our parents always loved us, even if we sometimes are stepping out of line. God always loves us. And what is Christ telling them? This kind does not go without prayer and fasting. It could be confusing at times. What did he mean by this kind? This demon that caused the problem with this child? I would say is more general. I think Christ is referring to evil in the world. Faith in Christ is an initial element in our salvation. It's, it's the first step in our salvation and is important. I do not want to denigrate. I don't want to minimize 
faith in Christ. What I'm saying is that that's the first step. We need to do more. Because even the devil has faith in Christ. The devil knows that Christ exists, but he doesn't do his will. We said that in the past. So how are we different than him if we don't do the same thing? Christ mentions prayer and fasting. So we have these elements, faith, prayer, and fasting. So if we address the question today as we read the Gospel reading, what does it take for our prayer to be listened? The answer is right there, prayer and fasting. And why does God want us to pray and to fast? Just think about it. When we pray and we fast, what do we do? What do we acknowledge? What's the reality that we acknowledge in front of God? When we pray, what is prayer? Prayer is a dialogue with God. It's a conversation, but it's not chatting with God. It's acknowledging His presence in our lives. It's worshiping God, giving thanks to God, and asking for His help. And you cannot do that unless you recognize that you need His help and that you are His creation. You are not your God. We are not gods. We are not the ones who demand from God and He will do it for us. If we pray that way, it's a waste of time. When we pray, we become humble. And you will notice that a lot of the prayers of the church, when you read the text, it forces you to be humble. And most of the prayers say, Lord, listen to me, you're insignificant, faithful. Or even for the priest, when we say a prayer, you hear many times that even the priest has to say, through my prayer, the insignificant priest. Because we need to recognize in prayer that we are His creation and we need to follow Him and we need His help. We cannot do it on our own and we cannot save ourselves on our own by just saying the word Jesus. And then there is fasting. We just finished the two weeks of fasting in honor and remembrance of, our, of the Virgin Mary, Theotokos. Very important time for fasting. But what is the significance of fasting? How do we put fasting together with faith and prayer? Well, fasting is the same thing. It's recognizing that God alone can provide for us. And we limit ourselves in how much we eat. We limit ourselves in what we do. We, we, we watch our mouth. We watch our eye. We watch ourselves in recognition that God is above us and that we through fasting also humble ourselves in front of God. Because I tell you one thing, the first sin that is mentioned in the Scripture, the first sin that brought down even an angel, Lucifer, was pride. Without humility or having pride, we cannot stand in front of God because there's only one king in the room. And that should be Christ. The moment we think of ourselves as being the kings, as being the ones that we can do things, we can arrange things, I have enough money, I'm going to pay a doctor, I'm going to do this, I'm going to arrange something with somebody, I'm going to pull some strings. That very moment Christ takes, takes a step back from the throne in your heart and lets you deal with it and see what's going to happen with that. When we put ourselves on that throne, bad things happen. So what did the disciples find out? And I don't want to be too harsh on the disciples because just like us, they are on on a learning curve there. They were learning. They were not yet apostles. This is before, uh, before Pentecost when they were ordained as apostles. This is their time of learning. 
And this is our time of learning. As long as we live in this world, we still learn. We have to be reminded every year what God wants from us and how can we enable our, our faith to be effective and what it takes for our faith to be effective. And the answer is prayer and fasting. Only through Christ we can do it. So today, brothers and sisters, the lesson is that in order to make our faith effective, we need to fulfill some criteria. We need to do something about it. And that is prayer and fasting. Amen.